My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back. Welcome back, Apoyo. What, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> we have a pretty amazing day planned today, if I do so say, say so myself. We're going to be talking about the CCP. Are we even allowed to talk about the CCP? Are we, are we banned from talking about them because you can't say bad things about the CCP? I'm pretty sure we're not allowed to talk about the CCP. Unless we say that they're a pillar of democracy and a bastion of human rights, an example that we should all follow. Well, you I mean, like Joe Biden. That, that is absolutely not going to be what we're going to say today. But I, I do I'm want... Out. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're not talking about that, I am gone. Nope. <laughs> I am leaving now. I will not stay here with you. Um, we have CanCon on today, Brian. We do. And uh, we're going to be talking about the CCP. We're going to be talking about Konek and how there's just a ton of information that is coming out that is really, really bad. But it, and, and we're going to talk about what it likens us to. We're going to you know, a little bit of, you know, is this what we'd expect from the election systems? I mean, they literally steal your voice from the inside. They enslave you. I call it institutional slavery. And then they lie about it. So let's, if we can, let's bring uh, Brian on. Brian, is he ready for us? Oh, yeah, baby. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? I missed you. <laughs> we missed you, too. I had a dream about you. Oh, boy. Oh. Okay. Uh, Brian, he had, a dream, uh, about he okay. had a dream about you. It's all right. We just went to vote together. We, but you weren't wearing Damn. any clothes, Brian. That's what he's trying to say. Oh. <laughs> I, did, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> For the record. You know, it... it I'm flattered. Hey, Welcome to the show, but I, before we get started, for everyone that's listening, we'll, 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 we're going to hit this at the end. You're doing a show tonight. Can you tell everyone what that show is going to be about? Yeah, so tonight I'm doing a show over on my Rumble, rumble.com slash CanCon. Um, I think Apollo might be joining me on this. Are you, are you committing, Apollo? I have to tacitly uh, hold off that committal for about one hour. Okay. 
because I might have to okay, be with nope. some family tonight. But I would love to be. So, if I can be, I will definitely. We'll, be we'll get someone on. I may actually pop in. I may pop in. Okay. Uh, but we'll so so that you know, the the reason why I would miss it is not because I'd want to miss it. I even tried to get my wife to move it, but I have dance lessons tonight, so I gotta get down. With I've been life. shot down for a lot of things before, but never a grown ass man doing dance. <laughs> <laughs> you see that little shake? Oh yeah! Let's get it! Let's get it! Oh god! Happy wife, happy wife. Yeah. So tonight I have on a, a special guest. Um, I, I do a I do a veteran show with him uh, on on Badlands Media on Thursdays, and he's coming on tonight to talk about his January six struggles. He has been prosecuted, persecuted, martyred, whatever you want to call it for January six. But the crazy thing is, is he was not even in Washington D.C. And uh, he is facing charges right now. Uh, we're going to talk. It's it's an absolutely insane story. I was listening to it on. Uh, he was telling it to me on Saturday uh, over the phone, and I was like, "Bro, we got to record this like right now." He's like, "I can't right now." So Wednesday was the quickest I could get him on. It's it's explosive. I mean, this is this is crazy. You are not going to want to miss this because this is just the FBI. This is what they are. They're yeah. It's absolute corruption. And at at a at a rate that is not even like most people would look at it and go oh you know if they if they show up at your house sorry guys it's starting to look like what was, what was his name um, what's the guy but uh, the the guy that uh, Ray Epps I was talking about the the newscaster guy you know the show with Will Ferrell Ron Burgundy Ron Burgundy I was all like, oh. hey! Hey, how you doing? <laughs> um, but the the amount of of stuff that we're we're seeing right now related to the fraud and corruption inside the government it's it's so evident. I mean, I don't know how you can ignore it. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner. Of the show, they're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. There, yeah, it's, it's in your yeah, face. I mean, we, we, Go ahead, sorry. There's so many whistleblowers that are coming out right now. And uh, 
there's just so many like you know i was talking to you guys earlier i don't want to give away too much now but you know like the guy that's investigating this guy is is investigating him in california but he's also investigating people in washington dc so you know like why do you have one fbi agent that's handling cross-country cases like that um for one for two the case he's handling in dc is very high profile and um you know this this story is gonna make some statements there's some statements that this guy made that are very concerning in terms of uh you know the constitutionality of this investigation so it's it's a really it's it's really a crazy um interview i, I, I can't wait i, I don't want to give away too much more without without you know spoiling the whole show okay so before we spoil the whole show i was on rt news last night <laughs> did you were I was on fire. Like I couldn't stop laughing. They're like, "Well, what do you think about Russia doing this?" I was like, ha, 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 ha. and then one of the stooges that got up, one of the guys that got up, said, "I st I stumped for you, AOC. Why are you calling me a right wing Trumper? I'm not right wing Trumper. I think you're an idiot, <laughs> right?" And and for was that I mean, go ahead. Sorry. Was that the two guys that called AOC out at that meeting? Yeah. That I think Tucker had. Oh my. Like I saw that I did a show on Monday night with a progressive friend of mine. Like I, you know, I try and get all, all alternate views on, and he he's a Trump supporter actually, believe it or not. Uh, but he's a progressive. Uh, he's a he's a burn bro first, but he likes Trump better than Biden, far and beyond. But he played this for me, and I'm watching this, and these two guys are standing there yelling at AOC like, "Why are you sending this money? You're you're starting a war. We don't want this." And and I'm like, "Holy crap! I agree with these two guys." And these are are supposed to be like progressives, and I'm like, "They are progressive." One of them not worked that, for the AOC campaign. <laughs> right? I mean, and then she calls them Trumpsters, and oh, they do it everywhere. And I'm like, no, they don't. They actually came out, did an interview, and said, yeah, I, I actually worked for the campaign. Oh, no, no, no. They're, they're Trumpsters. <laughs> These are trying times, man. These are trying times. So so I have this Twitter where AOC, and this is, this is what we were talking about. This is Aaron uh, Matei. Matei? Matei? Matei. Matei? Um, AOC accuses her anti-war protesters of parroting pro-Putin talking points. She has nothing to say about Biden's rejection of diplomacy, nor explain how the squad approved billions of dollars in weapons will help end the war. She in instead invokes Ukraine's self-determination. And it goes through this, this sure, they were actually not anti-war protesters. This is from AOC. They were right-wing Trumpers, and some were <laughs> LaRoche cult members, not progressive as they claim. Their own social media history shows us. It doesn't, though. It was a stunt <laughs> that they do from time to time. Last time they showed up for a town hall yelling about eating babies or something. It's a thing they do to go viral and draw in people. This time they were parroting pro-Putin talking points. It's not anti-war to support Russia's imperialist project to invade and seize neighboring countries either. Ukraine, like other nations, has the right to self-determination. The only person instigating threats of nuclear weapon is Putin, no one else. So far as their comments about Tulsi Gabbard, Gabbard has voted for more defense budget increases than I ever have. Zero. Look it up. Happy to dig more into Ukraine and other posts. By the way, that's a lie because she voted for the 
um, uh, what's it called? The bill that gave $43 billion to it. So that, I, I mean, I don't know. A lot of the right wing video and social media stunts are predicated on people not knowing the context and just believing whatever the person is saying for face value. For example, in the video, they cut out the part where they waited to yell until a deaf constituent was trying to, to ask a question so it would look like everybody was mad at their words instead of the fact that they were harming a person with a disability. I, I don't <laughs> even know what to say. What, what is that sound? Somebody calling you? I got some. Who's calling Not me? Is that you? Yeah, someone's Akoya? calling me. Someone was calling me on the signal. No one could hear it but you, Joe. Oh, okay. Sorry. It was coming through the thing. So so, so I I want to Go ahead, go ahead Joe. Sorry. No, take this down. Take this down. Go ahead. I can see you. Well, I, just, I just wanted to say real quick where they talk about Tulsi Gabbard and they say that, you know, Tulsi Gabbard voted for defense budget increases and I never have. AOC has voted, I think, every single time to send money to Ukraine. So they're not voting for our defense budget. They're voting for their defense budget. So what's the difference? I mean, she needs to clarify that for one. For two, I, do you do you know these guys social media? Like, I want to I want to look into these guys. Like, yeah, I want to so, I want to dig. So I, I can get you the social media. I, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it because I was more interested in the fact that um, AOC wants to uh, you know, basically carry the water for Ukraine, which, by the way, is killing their own people. I said that on the on the RT news deal. <laughs> I was asked questions, and I was like, "Well, I mean, it, it's no wonder that it went ninety five percent. Yeah, let's join Russia when their own people are actually shooting them for target practice because they get bored." Which we know that that has happened with the neo Nazis of the the Azov Battalion. So I think we should play it. It's five minutes. What do you think? You guys good with it? Play it. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm gonna get I just want before we go into that, I tell yeah. people this all the time on my channel. I tell people this all the time. Go on Google or any any search engine. Even Google shows this. Go on Google or any search engine. At the top of the thing, there's a little time, a little bar with options like I think like images, news, whatever. And one of the options is any time. And you click on that any time, and you can change the time filter. Go down to custom date range. Change the first date to like 2013. Okay, any time, any day in 2013. Change the, you know, the two and then the from, change it to 2022, uh, 2021. Let's just go with 2021. And then, so now what you're doing is you're searching, you know, 2013 to 2021. It's not going to show, it'll show some articles after that, but not many. And go in and type in Ukraine shelling. Okay. And every single article you're going to go see is from 2014 to right up until about when Russia invaded. And it's Ukraine shelling Ukrainians. So when, when, when AOC stands up there and gaslights about, about Russia imperialism and all that stuff, the people in Eastern Ukraine voted to annex from Russia. When Elon Musk said, okay, you don't trust the vote, then let's have the UN supervise the vote. They vote again. And if they vote that way again, they're Russian. Period. End of conversation. Make sure Crimea has water. And then that's it. The, the war's over. And what did Zelensky turn around and do? Zelensky turned around and signed a decree saying that Ukraine cannot negotiate with Russia because Russia will not negotiate. It's so bleeping disgusting what they are doing over there and the gaslight these two progressives at this aoc event were exactly exactly right that was a mic drop bro i don't i mean i, was, I almost dropped my mic and it was held, held up oh, here i want to give you a little bit of like dang bro all right hold on before we go to that before we go to that we we decided that we need to be ready for um all the comments that we're going to make today. And so um, I'm, I got to disappear for a second. Hold on a second. I got to go down here. 
Hold on. Here, CanCon, just uh, stay right there. We're going to be right back. Um, oh, shoot. I'll go, I'll go back on my rant, man. No. So it, you yeah. look at Crimea. Crimea actually... Look, look. Captain Obvious today, and we shall tell you lots of things that are so obvious. <laughs> Didn't work out very well. <laughs> we shall be Captain like Obvious Arnold. for a minute. <laughs> I don't know if Captain Obvious is very Batman, but I guess uh, that's all we could find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the best we could do. Uh, actually, that's not true. We had this, but it looked a little gay, and so I didn't like being gay. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Hello, I'm Captain Obvious. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, you're like the the Gen Z Zorro. Yeah. So, and being Captain Obvious, I want to play this five minute clip. Let's play it, and then we want to get to your rant. For more details on this, let's go now to Joe Oltman, host of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Joe, it's great to have you on the program today. Now, AOC branded the protesters confronting her over her support of sending weapons to Kiev as being pro-Russian. Was it an easy way of answering an uncomfortable question there? Well, for, first of all, the, the, one of the guys that was calling her out was someone that stumped for her. So they were not pro-Trump uh, lackeys that just showed up to create a stunt. It's, but it's just another one of those lies that AOC says. They use these dog whistles like racist or you know, pro-Russian uh, puppet in order to basically cover up their, their, their indiscretions, I guess you could call it. They, they lie about everything. There's nothing that the radical left or this regime. I, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's not pro-America. It's not people that stand up for the values of Americans. It's people that are on purpose doing everything they can to screw up the world stage. Just makes you wonder, you know, what the motives were. Well, and you know, it's interesting because she wasn't the only one who faced that accusation. Earlier, we also saw, or she wasn't the only one who made that accusation, rather. Earlier, we saw Elon Musk facing the same accusations over his peace plan and comments about the war in Ukraine. Now, why do you think that the media and experts were so quick to look for links to the Kremlin in this story? Well, I think they've been quick to look for links to the Kremlin everywhere. I mean, first of all, you got AOC, a bartender from New York that gets put in a position where she's now representative. We have we have problems with our elections everywhere. We're, our the inflation is at an all time high. We the world stage is an absolute mess. We're spending billions of dollars over to Ukraine to fight a proxy war with Russia. Most Americans here just literally just want peace. And they were really happy to have it for the four years that Trump was in office. They just make things up because it doesn't fit their narrative. So anytime someone does not go along and just play ball with with their, uh, I, I don't know, a chess match of, of epic proportion, um, they become the enemy of the American people. And then they're anti-American all of a sudden because they don't stand up for Ukraine. Ukraine is an illegitimate government, just like the government we have here in the United States.
in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, it's all too often that you see that just pro-Russian label slapped on an individual and they expect the public not to do any sort of research on their own. Then we have this foreign policy article which says it's a problem that something it calls Kremlin talking points are back in U.S. public debates and accuses a number of prominent figures of spreading them. Do you agree that that's the case? No, I think that there's just people out there that have this thing called common sense and they can see what they can see. They can see that Ukraine was the, the boiling point or the, the, the hangout of, of most of the world's most corrupt uh, leaders and, and people that, you know, the cabal. That's where they hung out was within, in Ukraine. And, you know, you had bio labs and you have neo-Nazis running around killing their own people. And you wonder why people voted 95 percent to 5 percent to join Russia. Why wouldn't you? The people that are supposed to be there to protect you are actually using you for target practice when they get bored. And they're allowing these neo-Nazis to run around. And then their excuse is, hey, we're Jewish, but they're, they're, they're the good neo-Nazis that aren't killing the Jews. I mean, it, this, it's, it's laughable what the U.S. apparatus underneath this, this, uh, the, this radical regime is doing. It's even more laughable that we would attack Russia for trying to respect its own sovereignty. I mean, they're, they're standing up because NATO put themselves at the, at the border of Russia and poked the bear. Every other nation in the world has a right to uh, self-determination, and yet they, that's the, termination, the, the terms that AOC uses in order to basically say that Russia is, is being the bully and attacking Ukraine. It's just not true. Now, speaking of that spin, do you think that this can all be viewed as part of a political game against Republicans ahead of the midterm elections? Does the timing have anything to do with it right now? Absolutely. I think that everything that the left does in order to create chaos, this dazed and confused, is meant to put as much information into the public eye as possible, just hoping that some of it sticks. And frankly, there's Here a certain population of our country that is just dumb. I'm sure you guys face it over there in Russia as well. We just have really dumb people that will follow the mainstream media and the parroting um, that happens. So, you know, it, it will probably work to one or two or three percent of the population. But a vast majority of people that call themselves Democrats or sit on the left are now walking around saying, look, we, we've been left behind, too. Much of what they're facing in the United States is this clawing of them just trying to double down on things that they know are not true. We know the election was stolen in 2020. In 2016, they said that it was because of Russia disinformation. That was found to be false. And yet they were able to parrot that for the last you know, six years. So everything that the left says just has turned out to be true. And everything they say they're fighting against is exactly what they are. They are the racists. They are the homophobes. They are the people that literally are seeking chaos in order to create destruction in the United States. It's obvious. Certainly a lot at stake there, and we'll continue to follow the midterm elections as they take place. Joe Oltman, host of the Conservative Daily Podcast, thank you so much for your time and analysis. God bless you. Good to be on. What do you think? We just have a certain part of our population that's stupid. <laughs> They're just dumb. She, and she was laughing off this. She's like, holy crap. But it's interesting <laughs> to see the questions that RT will ask you versus American media. That's what I, that's what I always find most interesting about those RT interviews. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's my whole podcast on Monday was about Operation Mockingbird. I, I say this constantly. I tell people all the time, if Russia wants to make America look bad, what do they do? They only cover stories from Chicago, Detroit, Los Angeles, and they cover the bad shit. They cover the, oh, excuse me, they cover the bad stuff. Yeah. You know, they don't cover the, and if we want to do the same thing about Russia, I don't know the bad places in Russia off the top of my head, but we would only cover the topics over there. Did you guys see the speech that Putin gave a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, this, 
this speech was like, I, I look, I don't know if this is deliberately trying to appeal to the to the sympathizers that he has in the United States, but this speech right here looked like something that a strong constitutional conservative would give as a speech. And I read this and you know, I was just reading it and like, you know, talking about the parents and genders and only one gender, but you know, all this stuff, it was, it was, it was pretty crazy, uh, where they went with that. And, um, I, I don't know, man, I, I think we've been manipulated for a long, long, long time. So can I actually, cause I think I know exactly the speech you're talking about where he was speaking about biological weapons and, uh, all the, you know, some fun things I actually have some statements that i pulled out because i found them so i find it so hard so to take you seriously captain obvious too i should call you robin because i am batman oh, dare you. and you are you robin. are kind of like batman though i can't even know we had this conversation last year you're sort of like batman uh but so he says they call the orders and threats they make to their vassals Euro-Atlantic solidarity and the creation of bioweapons and the use of human test subjects including in ukraine noble medical research that was the first time, to my knowledge, that he openly called out the United States for violating the Biological Weapons Treaty, the Nuremberg Code, because uh, the Kremlin had done, had done it several times before that. But at the end of the speech, he makes a couple other points, one of which is that the propaganda campaigns and these information wars target the Western citizens and citizens of Western countries, including in the United States as well. Um, and then he mentions... This is a challenge to all the complete renunciation of what it means to be human, overthrow of faith and traditional values, suppression of freedom, are coming to resemble a religion in reverse, pure Satanism. Exposing false messiahs, Jesus Christ said in the Sermon on the Mount, by their fruits he shall know them. These poisonous fruits are already obvious to the people, and not only in our country, but also in others, including many people in the West itself. I mean, it, it, it did sound very much uh, like they could have been Trump talking points almost. I mean, look, it, it, I would be amazed if it's Putin that actually saves the world. <laughs> but it sure feels like that's what's happening. He's being more obvious. He's being more honest. He's being more transparent. And at the same time, we're, we're getting cases that, like the Danchenko case in, in Washington, D.C., where they blatantly lied, it was obvious, and he gets found not guilty on all counts. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Danchenko thing is an absolute disaster, but we all knew that was coming in, in Washington, D.C. You know, all, some of the stuff, you know, that they're putting, bringing sunlight to uh, is, I mean, it's just stuff that the people are going to know. That's all there is to it. There's ne never anything that's going to come about from it because everything's being done in D.C. And D.C. is, is a, it's a swamp. That's all there is to it. But on, on the Russia thing, you know, uh, Going back to the to the bio labs and everything, yeah, the, the the Kremlin has said that they've addressed it at the at the UN uh, many times, but this is the first time that Putin has openly said it, and uh, that's really significant that he actually accuses uh, Europe and the and the West as as being the ones that actually did it, experimenting on Ukrainians. And there is experimentation if you go back and look. There, I mean, even even Newsweek was publishing articles talking about the experiment, not experimentation, but these outbreaks of diseases that later became, you know, the pandemics. Remember when we had like a pandemic every election year and they were like, oh, we think SARS-CoV-1 is, SARS is going to be huge or MERS or uh, the pig flu or the swine flu and the avian flu and all that stuff. Well, all that stuff predates uh, the predecessor to the United States getting it was in Ukraine and in the East 
of Ukraine. And it transferred over into Russia. I mean, they had 26 people, I believe it was, die in Russia in 2016 from a, I think it was a MERS outbreak. It was one of those, you know, uh, those diseases that the, the CDC tries to push on us to keep us fear-mongered. Well, and if you remember, there were, uh, when some of these things were coming out, they were making these connections and there were documents that I think came back to a, an army base in Colorado or Texas uh, and where they were specifically talking about getting biological samples and they had to be from Russia, uh, which, you know, at the time people were specula speculating that it looked really clearly like they were looking to create some kind of weapon that would target people from, uh, from Russia. And it made no sense given where they were doing the research and how were they, they were conducting it that they specifically specified that the uh, tissue samples had to be of Russian descent. It, it, it's pretty weird stuff. Biological war. Well, <clears throat> the bottom line in all this is, is you know, we, we're spending billions of dollars over there in Ukraine. And, you know, it's like when you go to a fight, I think I might have used this analogy before on the show, but it's like you go to a fight and you're the scrawny little crap turd and you're fighting a guy that's six foot six, 300 pounds, but you're not worried because the guy behind you is six foot nine, 350 pounds, and you're not worried. And that guy is just kind of pushing you and saying, hey, we'll keep you in the fight. We'll keep you in the fight. Meanwhile, this guy, the, the little scrawny guy says, oh, I'm not going to negotiate with you. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm not going to negotiate with you. I got this big six foot nine guy backing me up. At what point do we start to tell Zelensky, dude, look, you are the underdog here. No question. You're not part of NATO. We're not going to go to war for you. And we just can't keep funding you. We, we've got inflation. <clears throat> but, we are, but we are continuing to fund them. And the reason I being know, is because Zelensky's like, listen, I will tell all. I know what's happening. We all know yes. what's happening. He's like, I will tell all. You better send me some more money or I'm going to tell people that I was installed. I'm going to tell people that you stole elections. You know, I had Tori on yesterday and she's like, Joe. 2014, I helped fix that election in Ukraine. <laughs> and I believe her. There's no way she has access to this information if what, what was said was not true. And people sweep yep. it under the rug. Woo, 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 nothing to see here. I think there's a fight going on in our government between the good people and the bad people. And the bad people, the good people are trying to figure out who's good and who's bad. But I think that for sure, yep. that's what, that's what the, that, they're holding it over our head, in my opinion. Well, we're laying out all the evidence that would imply that the Bidens need to be investigated for their dealings in Ukraine, Russia, and China. And I think we're seeing why they're not doing these investigations, why we're not getting there. There's a reason. Remember Victoria Newland, the woman that Marco Rubio let off the hook when she was laying out that, yes, they do have biolabs in Ukraine? That same woman worked for, all right, now go figure, right? She worked for the Bush administration. She worked for the Obama administration. She worked for the Biden administration. You know what administration she didn't work for? The Trump, Trump administration. You yep. know where she went when she was with the Trump administration? She went to a military industrial complex petroleum think tank that controls a lobbyist firm that, that controls, uh, you know, thought that goes on in D.C., controls yeah. policy in D.C. That's where she went for four years. It, it, it's, it's insane what we're up against, man. We got we to gotta just pull the plug on all of this. And, and frankly, I think what Texas is doing about saying that, hey, we're just going to succeed become we have a Texit. I think it's the right the right approach. And I think that lots of lots of states have to do it. I think people have to start standing up and recognizing what force is. Not violence, but force. And it's our country. Yet yet they treat us like we're this is this is this is institutional slavery. I mean I don't know what else to call it. 
Well, it, it, you know, one of the things that people never really can figure out, it, it's hard to look at it this way. If you go back to the, you know, the, the American Revolution, if you go back to that time period, you know, only 3%, obviously we know the 3%ers, 3% stood up. But put yourself in that mindset, okay? You go back there, there is no United States of America, okay? There, there never was a United States of America yet. So those people are British. They are subjects of the British Empire. They revolted because they were being treated ridiculously unfairly. They revolted against the British Empire. They made the United States of America. Folks, United States of America right now is no different than the British um Empire when they're sending $85 billion to Ukraine without a word from the American yep. people. Some of the American people wildly object to, yet they're doing it anyways. And they're doing it with Zelensky saying, we're not going to negotiate. We're in this for the long haul because America's funding it. At what point do we look at this as Britain and say, we got a problem. We got to step up. Well, I, I, it, it's going to, I think that's why they're attacking the, the gentleman from California. And I, I'm going to tell one? you guys, the, the, the gentleman from the J6, the, the, I mean, they're attacking, oh. they're attacking Americans everywhere, trying to get them to silence. And we've got we've to start building some cohesion across the country and ignoring the, the, the fraudulent government. And they're fraudulent. It's fraudulent. The DOJ is fraudulent. The FBI is fraudulent. The CIA is fraudulent. I mean, they talk about the FDA, fraudulent. SEC, fraudulent. I mean, look at the things that they're doing. Uh, we're going to investigate... Uh, we're going to invest in Elon Musk for the Twitter deal. For what? For what? And who's the complainant? And how would they investigate Elon Trump or Elon Musk? How? How is that even a thing? Right. We know just, that they just have, yeah. to buy Twitter, so we're going to investigate you. And now he says, oh, "I'm just going to buy it. I just want to, I, you know, I'm going to be done. I'm going to spend." A more, uh, you know, forty-four billion or whatever it is, fifty-four, whatever. It is. I'm going to spend that money. I'm just going to buy Twitter. I'll make it awesome. I'm going to bring everyone back, including President Trump. President Trump, welcome back. Joe Altman, welcome back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I will go back, but it'll be nice to be able to say, "Hey, hi, Kyle Clark, trash bag. How you doing?" I'm going to make a bold prediction and say that Elon Musk does not end up buying Twitter. Why he said that? He's he's closes tomorrow. He closes the deal tomorrow. Yeah, I thought they just tomorrow. opened the investigation this week. No, no, closes the deal tomorrow. Okay, all right, never mind. I I, I hope I'm right or wrong. I hope I'm wrong. He closes the deal tomorrow. I mean, make well, sure. Then that I don't, well, then and, I don't think it's going to be as 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 you know uh, peachy keen as we think it's going to be because there is so much that he is not going to be able to disclose or do because of the government involvement in Twitter. Just yeah. look at Alex Barrett's case. Yeah, they, I, yes, I agree. But I also am worried about the different intertwining companies that offer certain services or like logins and things like that. There are other Silicon Valley companies that represent small pieces of, of what Twitter uses underneath their hood and see some of those companies start to pull out and do things to actually disrupt what happens at Twitter. Count on it. That's what's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, I want to dive into this if we can. We've been to talking about Koenig for quite some time. And this is unbelievable. We've, we've talked about the poll watcher books and the polling information, but we haven't talked about is the UACAVA and the DOD and military personnel overseas that, have, that they have gained access to via this Chinese company 
And so let's go ahead and put this up. This is a blanket purchase agreement for Koenig with the Department of Defense. It's an indefinite delivery vehicle. Indefinite. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency. If you ever need to be air medically transported with Air Medcare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. Now, they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. I mean, Brian, what are we looking at here? <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it's, I mean, the fact that it's Konek isn't such a big deal. But when you peel back the layers of Konek, that's where the big deal really becomes a problem. Because Konek, it, it's, beyond, it's beyond question at this point. Does Konek have Konek, whatever you want to call it? Does Konek have ties to China? And you know, it's, it's thanks to the work of of Ken Koa the Great. He is doing phenomenal work over on his Substack, investigating all this. And uh, you know, I think he's been a a big time influencer in a lot of what's being done with 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 Eugene Yu out in Los Angeles right now, as far as his case. Um, there are some major ties that need to be looked into. Uh, Eugene Yu started a company, founded a company called uh, Jinua Yulian Networking, which um, was a Chinese company. This is not an American company. He started a company in China. Um, the, 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 the registration email that they used was E-U-E-Y-U, which is Eugene Yu, at Konek.com. Yeah. And then from there, uh, yeah, there, there it is right there. And this was acknowledged by uh, New York Times. Stuart Thompson, the guy that you know wrote the piece about a small little election company, and then the very next day, calling us all conspiracy theorists, by the way, and then the very next day, the guy's arrested. I mean, it's it's crazy that. And the New York Times, by the way, still has that article up. They still have that article up. Yes, you you can find it now if you Google New York Times small uh tiny tiny Michigan election company, and you'll see that article is still up. Even though the very next day, the CEO they are defending was arrested for storing data on Chinese servers. I mean, it's literally, it, it, that's how bad it is. Like, people will get in an argument with you and they'll be like, oh, well, that's all, that's all conspiracy theory. And then they'll go on Google. They'll Google that. That article will come up and it's behind a paywall. So if they don't buy New York Times, they're just going to read that headline and say, ha, it's a conspiracy theory. See, New York Times said it. And they're accredited media. Oh, it is still up. New York Times, how a tiny election company became a conspiracy theory target. And it's got a picture of Eugene Yu in the picture. Do you know what this reminds me of? This reminds... Do you know... This is unbelievable. Look at what they said. Look at what they said in this deal. How a tiny election company became a conspiracy theory target. Watch this. You're going you're gonna to die when I tell you this. 
Eric Hummer. Uh, Dominion. Hold on. Whoop, 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 whoop. Eric. You know what I'm doing right now, right? New York Times. Let's see if I can find this really quick. Oh, here we go. You ready? Yep. Look, look at this. Mr. Producer, put this up real quick if you can. Put it up side by side if you can. This is the article, New York Times. He was the perfect villain for voting conspiracists. And it's the same markup, same deal. Was it written by the same person who wrote this? Yeah, Stuart, Stuart Thompson. Thompson. Let's see who wrote the other one. I think it was uh, Susan Deminis. Oh, she's been a bad girl. But if you look Ooh. at this, it's written the same way. It's written the same way. The New York Times is carrying the water for the communists, carrying the water for the Nazis, carrying the water for the really bad people in this country. They're carrying the water. It literally is a CIA asset. The New York Times is literally working for the government. Yeah. New York Times was one of the few uh, organizations in 1975 in the Church Committee that was actually outed as a uh, integral part of Operation Mockingbird. Do you think they got away from that? One no. billion dollar budget a year? Of course they didn't no. get away from it. They're doing it. But you look at this and you walk through... This, he was the perfect villain for voting conspiracies. Eric Coomer had an election security job at Dominion Voting Systems. No, he didn't. He was the, the head of strategy and security for Dominion Voting Systems. He was the head. He also had posted anti-Trump messages on Facebook. No, he didn't. They were anti-American, anti-Trump, and, and I mean everything, and anti-police rhetoric. And I'm talking rhetoric. What happened next ruined his life. It didn't ruin his life. He ruined his life. He defamed himself. He's the one that, in this, I'm bigger than life. I own the adjudication process. I posted online about raping and, and making my wife dog, bark like a dog while I peed on her. He posted that. I didn't post it. How do you defame someone that defames himself and then tells everyone, hey, just make sure that this goes, I hope it goes viral. Yep. It makes Don't no forget sense the skinhead. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the skinhead. nice. He, he was the nice skinhead, though. Yeah, nice skinhead. Oh, and, and he, that's was not the even... he was the one that helps you with your groceries. Sorry. Yeah. It, it, and it talks about in here, it, it's, it's, it blows my mind that anyone that looks at what happened in the elections and the functions, the algorithms that are built in that, and looks at what his past is, would say no one in the right mind would recruit this guy. No one in the right mind would recruit. You know who would recruit this guy? The CIA to go in there and to subvert elections. That's who would recruit this guy. He's a drug addict, twice arrested in California. Literally goes and from, from being almost put in jail for a long time to working for Sequoia. Almost instantaneously. I know what I want. I want the guy that just almost killed someone in New York and, and, and literally was a drug addict. I want him to run elections in the United States. Why is nobody talking and, about it? And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't he tell the story that he didn't apply for Sequoia or anything? They just randomly called him up one day and were like, hey, do you want to work for us? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> you want to you do elections? Oh, my gosh. You can't make this up, man. It's so bad. But anyway, so, so, so with this Connick thing now, we've got like I, – I, it's – I wish it wasn't with the Los Angeles district attorney. That's the one thing about all this that scares the bleep out of me because it's 
what's his name? Gascon, George Gascon yeah. over there. He's a, he's a Soros hack. You know, I don't know that he's going to investigate this the way that he wants to. When I first heard that he was the one leading this and arresting this or his office, I was like, yeah, something's going on here. I know a lot of people had that same feeling. But now, you know, we're not going to let we're not going to let this up. We're not going to take the pressure off of this. Uh, Ken Koa is doing amazing work. He found a tie between, uh, like I said, like I was saying, Eugene Yu with Conic uh, founded it back in the in the early 2000s. Tied that over to this new uh, Jinhua Yulian networking company. All right, now that company is admitted as the predecessor to a company called Hongzhang Network uh, Technology excuse me, Hongzhang Technology Limited, all right? And what they are is they are the number one, as far as we can tell, they are the largest election company in China, all right? And it's crazy. If you scroll down a little bit, um, if you keep going down to, it's it's towards the bottom. Well, this is where it talks about the, the uh, Detroit, if you want to read that. If you want to read uh, from like the second, the, the the line that says the city of Detroit Department of Elections. Uh, yeah, the city of Detroit Department of Elections election administration termination program includes the following components. Election volunteer management system, mainly to connect, collect and manage information of all election volunteers in the city. Uh, functions including all-round screening, post allocation, training distribution, electoral district point management system, election warehouse management system uh election call help center i think this is some of the stuff we talked about and some of their uh maybe i can find this image um but they, they specifically include reporting they include data and logistics uh and and then when it gets into some of the super admin uh, stuff where it was found in the lada's investigation that all these third-party contractors so this isn't even like this guy these are people that this company was hiring they all have super admin access to all the poll chief clients so they basically you know like we were talking about earlier we gave them the keys to the kingdom and then we paid them for it and, I, I and they knew about it they knew about it where, where's the elect where is the with Koenig, where where's the checking into all right what are you connected to i mean we did research and found all the information tying it back to china they couldn't do it these are the elections in our country, and they couldn't do that basic research. We had to do it for them. Yeah, I, I think one of the important things to tell people, and I, I may, may, I, it was my fault for not clarifying this. What, what Apollo just read is not from Conic's website. That is from Hong Zhang Technologies' website. That is from a Chinese company's website, not Conic, not a company in America, folks. That is a, an archived image screenshot from their own website. And it says right above where Apollo started reading, it says, to address the needs of the city of Detroit's Department of Elections, our firm provides a full suite of election management solutions for the city of Detroit elections and provides long-term election consulting services. And in then it China. goes on to talk about- This is, in yes, Ch this is a Chinese company that has it on their website. Yes. This is this is beyond well, unbelievable that this could ever have been allowed to fly. But it's no coincidence that you have a secretary of state in Michigan, Jocelyn Benson, who did time in China, you know, as a uh, not not like prison time, but went to school in China. Uh, what did she do? She did some liaison work in China a, a few years back. 
Um, it, it's no surprise. And then a lot, there's a lot of ties with Wayne State University with all of this, uh, which is in China. Uh, excuse me, in Detroit. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, this is just, it's beyond insane what we're looking at. So now if you scroll down a little bit more, there's the Uacava. I don't know if you want to talk about the Uacava. Um, I, I, I think read, that's a big deal, right? Huge deal. Well, read, read the second paragraph of the Uacava. Um, you want to make it a little bigger for me? Sure. The Overseas Voter Election Management System integrates powerful online functions such as voter data management, voter identity multi-factor verification, voter vote tracking, and statistical report anal analysis. All overseas voters can access overseas election management websites through the internet. And after strict identity verification, blank ballots in various formats can be obtained through mail, oh my gosh, email, computer download, and other channels providing great convenience for overseas voters and government personnel. It not only strengthens the government's service function, but it improves the administrative uh, uh, efficiency of the government. And this is on a Chinese website, boasting about its success in Detroit's election management system. Look at that. Copyright u-leon.cn. That's, That's the Chinese government. Yeah, yeah I think I said earlier this is Hong Zhang. I meant to, I, 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 let me correct that. It's not Hong Zhang. This is Yinhua Julian, which became, which became, it's the predecessor, it's the self-admitted predecessor of Hong Zhang. Uh, so Hong Zhang came next. Now, remember, um, I told you guys earlier that, that um, uh, yeah, the Yulian network, the Jinhua Yulian network was registered to an email. If you scroll down just a little bit from there, you can see a screenshot from the registration on their domain where they actually list EYU at Konek.com as the registration email. It's highlighted there in blue. And then if you scroll down just a little bit more, you can see the Hong Zhang Tech website where that email registration is admin at Konek.com. So, you know, it's beyond bizarre that you have uh, conic emails on the registration for both Yinhua Yulian as well as Hong Zhang Tech. And then the, the tying, beyond, but the, the, the piece that ties this all together is this person, Lin Yu. We don't know who this person is. We assume it's a woman. We don't know who this Lin Yu is. Um, but she was a she was listed as part of Hulian, the, the first company, and she's also the owner, 99.4% owner of Hong Zhang. So it's the wicked webs, man. Like, why would this is the equivalent you were talking earlier about giving the keys, Apollo? This would be like fortifying your house. I think I think it was Draza Smith that said this, so I want to give credit to her. This this would be like fortifying your house, putting barbed wire up everywhere, machine gun turrets, cameras, everything, and then to keep out the bad guys. And then one of the bad guys comes up to you and he's like, "Hey, I'm really a good guy. I want to help you out." And you give him the key to the back door. That's what this is like. We, we built this up to keep out China, and we just welcome them in. We're paying them to, to, to do yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's much worse than that because are, we are paying them. We're actually giving them the keys to the kingdom. And Let's, giving them money. Well, so Nick did, a, Nick did a great job on this. He did it in two minutes. It is yep. the great, greatest two minutes. This is what's going on that you're ever going to see. Let's go ahead and play it. 
On October 4th, Michigan police arrested Eugene Yu, the CEO of a U.S. election software company named Konek. He was arrested for storing the personal data of American election workers on a server in China. A few days later, a New York Times article identified Yu's Chinese subsidiary company, Yulian Network Technology, a company where programmers developed and tested software. In a 2013 version of the Chinese company's website, in Internet Archives, Yu praised the vision of comrade Jing Zemin and the Chinese Communist Party before bragging in Chinese about his success with Election Management Solutions Detroit and U.S. overseas voters. Konek founded its Chinese subsidiary in November 2005, and its only known employee is a supervisor named Lin Yu. In 2015, Konek transferred a voting technology patent invented by its employee Xiao Gojun to a Chinese election company named Hongzhen Technology. On Weibo, the Chinese version of Twitter, this third U-related company wrote that its predecessor, Yulian Network Technology, was established in November 2005. And on that same Weibo page, Hongzheng Technology features text in Chinese characters below the official seals of Washington, D.C., Detroit, Michigan, St. Louis, Missouri, and other U.S. counties. Hongzheng Technology is the number one voting technology provider for China's National People's Congress. The company partners with Huawei, China Telecom, and China Unicom, two of which are now sanctioned by the U.S. Hongzheng Technologies founder Lin Yu owns 99.4% of the company and has the same name as the sole employee of Yulian Network, Konex Chinese subsidiary. Xiao Gojun, the Konex employee who transferred a patent to Hongzheng Technology in 2015, is one of the founders of Hongzheng Technology. Another company founder named Jun Yu shows up on a 2012 Konex patent with none other than Xiao Gojun and Eugene Yu. Eugene Yu even registered Hongzheng Technologies website to his personal email address admin at konek.com. So do you think that Eugene Yu is secretly running the CCP's number one voting software company, Hongzheng Technology, or perhaps Yu is secretly running Konek, an American voting technology company, for the CCP? Go to kanakoa.substack.com for all the details on this story. And <coughs> what? <laughs> right? Right? And of and course, what they're telling us, Joe, is they're telling us that all this dealt with was the management of poll workers. Let me ask you, why do you think China would want the data on all of our poll workers? I, I say this, I say this ad nauseum. You think it's so that they can drain their bank accounts and steal a, maybe, you know, a couple million bucks, maybe, if you take all the people and, and what they have in their accounts? You think maybe it's to steal a couple million bucks from these people? No, come on, guys, let's, let's be serious. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think that if you look at system architecture is having access to the pull books gives them access to the, the system, gives access to the, the network. And by having access to the network, now all of a sudden, guess what? The Dennis Montgomery thing doesn't seem so unplausible now, does it? Nope, not at all. Right? Not so at now, all. Everybody's like, oh, Mary Fanning, Dennis Montgomery, it can't be, it can't be. You know, you can't have the, <laughs> you can't have these PCAPs. It can't happen, it can't happen. And now we look at it and go, or can we? And if the software companies are complicit in it, if Dominion and ESNS and Smartmatic and all these guys are complicit in the behavior, which I believe they are, then all they need is a fall guy, someone on the outside. So these are where all the dominoes start to fall. And, and people don't trust these machines. Why don't we just get rid of them? Just go to paper ballots. Yep. We well, can eliminate all of this if we go to paper ballots. By the way, did you know that two states in 2016 did paper ballots and hand counts? Yeah. I'm still well, New Hampshire to, does. Some counties in New Hampshire do. 
it, it contributed to President Trump's win. I was just reading about it, and I was like, that can't be true. So I need to do more research on it before I come out. But it might be why the, the fraud didn't stick. It's because they didn't have full control. Now they, have, they think they have full control, although we have people all over the place that I think will, would argue with them. Well, you know, what I think is important, too, and Nick brought up some, some interesting points uh, when he was talking about this, but you think about it, they had super admin level access, so they could basically do whatever they wanted. So we brought up the point before, I think last time we talked about it, that, okay, they could blackmail people potentially uh, who are working at, at a, you know, they have all their private identifying information. They know who they are. Uh, I mean, they have payment information, family history, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, there's a vulnerability there. But then also, they could go into the system, create a poll worker, send someone in, uh, you know, God knows who. Anyone could go in, and then they just remove them. They can remove all the all the access, remove any evidence of them being there. Uh, and we're still told that it's the safest, most secure election in history. And that's not even really touching the Yuakava aspect of it. If you If you think that... Fang Fang getting through to the the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and and getting in bed with him and the Chinese spy that was driving around Diane Feinstein. If you think that those Chinese spies can infiltrate a senator and a a a leading representative, Democrat representative, if you think that they can infiltrate them, but they can't somehow get into your county elections, all right, your county does not have the background checks that, that you know, the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate have. And so, yeah, you're exactly right on that, Apollo. But even further than that is a lot of this poll chief management stuff is active on Election Day. And you guys all remember Jovan when he was at um, uh, in, in Georgia, and he's like, yeah, we got into... The election through a thermostat, through a TV, through all these other ways, devices that are connected to the Internet, they're able to get in there. They can get in anywhere on, on the system, folks. I mean, you're talking about a level of sophistication that is far beyond people say, oh, well, you know, you're, you're getting a little carried away. You know, no, no, you're not. This is like this is like the highest James Bond type crap that you're going to see in terms of hacking and stuff like that, because it's the ultimate prize. There is no hack that is more uh, valuable than controlling the elections of the largest economy in the world. And so when you, when you think about why China would want to be involved in our elections like this, there's only one logical explanation to make sure that somebody like Donald Trump would gets elected, right? Because he was going to hold them accountable. $200 billion more that China was going to have to buy from the United States in part two of the trade deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that was just a week before COVID, too, wasn't it? Yeah. But but and, and it came out of Wuhan, China. I mean, we're putting all the pieces together. And this is why I tell people, listen, we're, we're, it's going to take all of us. I mean, Brian, you're doing a ton of work, but it's not going to be you that saves. It's not going to be me that saves. It's not going to be Mike Lindell that saves. it. It's going to be the people waking up saying, you know, we're pissed. We're going to show up with 10,000 people. We're going to shut this shit down. That's what really what it's yep. going to take. I want to play this for you. Um, th this was in 2020, by the way, December 8th of 2020. This is scary. This is Tucker Carlson talking about something. I want to get your thoughts on it. I'm, not, I'm going to kind of surprise you on this, Brian. Let's go ahead and play that minute and 20 second video. This is the one from that New York, part, New York Post you just sent Yep. Top of, top, of the, top of the deal. Top of, top top of, of mind. mind. Oh, can't hear it. And that's what I take away from this video. You know, there are a number of instances that Dee talks about, and I don't know if they're actually true or not, but the point is that this is what Chinese leaders think. And because they think that way, they're going to push a President Biden around. They're going to do things which are dangerous because we're going to have to push back. 
Under President Trump, the Chinese didn't try this because they were afraid of him. So what I'm concerned about is the state of mind of China. We see this from Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, all the way down to this guy, Di Dongsheng. This is dangerous. So he's out there less than a month after our presidential election saying, essentially, we admit it, we are in control. Our friends in the business community in the United States, Wall Street specifically, are on our side up uh, over and against the U.S. government itself, the, the, the current presidential administration, and we pull the strings. Do you think that's bragging? To what extent is that true? Well, that part of the video is true. Um, what I was Holy referring cow. to was Listen the politics and prose incident, um, which is very interesting. But in terms of the most important points that Dee makes, that's absolutely true. You know, it's so much worse. As I remember that, Dee Dong Shang, I remember it's like a TED talk that he talks at. And he says, you know, now we've got our most powerful people back in the circles in Washington and and uh, Wall Street didn't like Trump, but they like Joe Biden, you know, and and all this other stuff, which apparently Wall Street doesn't like Joe Biden because this was the worst year in the history of the United States on the, on the stock market, uh, far worse than the 2008 year. It's over 1700 points worse already. Um but that, if you actually go and look at the transcript from that speech, Tucker only played, I remember that, that, that episode, Tucker only played a couple minutes of that speech, if, if that, maybe a couple seconds, 30 seconds. If you go back and read the whole thing, I mean, he goes and talks about being over in America and, and bribing people in America and saying that the only thing Americans, excuse me, that they, they, they like money. Money will get anything over here. Um, it, it, it's absolutely insane for people that think that China you know, would ever have good intentions in dealing with our elections when you look at stuff like that. All right. So if you go to the cut above the, the one, I agree with you, Brian, you go to the cut above and you go to the one fourteen mark, the one minute, 14 second mark, it'll, it'll, we'll be able to listen to the Deng Chung talk. The reason why this is important is because Koenig owned by another company. Again, let me ask everyone a question that is, that is on here, right? It's the basic question. Who owns the election systems? Who owns Dominion? Who owns them? Who owns ESNS? Who owns Smartmatic? Who owns these companies? We now know who owns Koenig by accident. They, me they messed up. They messed up. If it wasn't for Greg Phillips and, and Catherine uh, um, Engelbrecht. Engelbrecht, we wouldn't know this. We wouldn't have this information. Now, Brnovich is actually investigating True the Vote. Yep. Who owns it Dominion? Who owns Did the SNS? These people are getting paid to have your vote and they're stealing it. Did you happen to see the article I wrote about that, about Brnovich? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He wrote this nasty thing and never once did he reach out to Greg or Catherine and, and get the Fox News. Fox News. Fox News. They're supposed to be the arbiters of truth. They're supposed to be the conservative voice. They never reached out to Catherine and Greg to get comments about Bernovich's report. Never. That is disgusting. I texted Greg on Saturday and I asked him, both of them, I asked him. And that's when I wrote my article. I was like, I can't let this go. You know, I cannot let that, I cannot let them get away with that. That is the most disgusting journalism. And it's, it's, it's friendly fire at that point. And I, I, I use the term friendly fire loosely with Fox News. You know, it, it's, it's, the Operation Mockingbird, it's the controlled opposition, whatever the hell you want to call it. That was such a disgusting hit piece. Catherine and Greg have been spot on about Connick so far, and they should be spot on about 2,000 mules. 
And, and this is, let's go back up to that if we can. Let's put that back up. The True the Vote responds to Rhino, Arizona, Attorney General Mark Burnovich's referral to the FBI, IRS, and a veiled shot at Fox News. This is unbelievable. And I, I want to read, if I can, this. Yesterday, the Gateway Pundit Jordan uh, Conradson reported on True the Vote being referred to the FBI by the Rhino Attorney, Attorney, Attorney General and the U.S. Senate hopeful Mark Nunchucks Burnovich. He's not going to be anybody. I mean, he, he didn't even make it through the primary. Uh, in this nope. letter, Burnovich stated that he is providing the reference information for review and potential action, further action as it relates to potential violations of the Internal Revenue Code on, by True the Vote. <laughs> show me the show me the man, and I'll show you the crime. What's strange is the Fox News reports reported on AG Burnovich's letter on Friday, but as both Catherine and Greg confirmed, Fox News never reached out to True the Vote or comment on these defamatory and somehow criminal referrals made by the Attorney General's office in Arizona. So. We don't have to do anything to Dominion for lying under oath and doing all the things that they did. We don't have to do anything to any of these other people out there for muling votes, for stealing votes, for using NGOs as, as a cover, laundering money through NGOs, then using it to put people on the streets for BLM and Antifa and everyone else, using those people to do that, and we don't do anything about it. We, we know 163 organizations in Colorado funneled more than $80 million into the streets in 2020 in order to create unrest. We know that to be a fact. We have whistleblowers inside these NGOs. I have accountants are telling me, hey, here's the information, here's some more information, here's some more information. And yet, we're going to go after them for, for trying to hem up the election system? And then we have this tie to this guy that says that they own everybody at the top? This is sick. Yeah, and they're, they're going after them not for not for anything more than not giving them information. <laughs> you didn't give us what we asked for. So, and, and by the way, the reason that True the Vote says they didn't give it to them is because when they did give it to them originally, they doxed their whistleblowers. They outed them to the media. And so after that, from that point on, True the Vote said, if you want it, subpoena it. If you want it, subpoena it. And then there's protections that are implied with that subpoena. And, uh, you know, good on True the Vote for doing that. This is Brnovich and his office being weaponized, and that's why you're not a, a U.S. Senate hopeful. You know, that's why I said once U.S. Senate candidate. That's why you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to be attorney general. You're, you're going to go fade in off into absolute irrelevance, Brnovich. No, he's going to go work for you, China. He's going to go work for China. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's going to end up at some think tank trying to figure out how to funnel money and avoid any sort of, you know, the good guys in the government, if there's any left... But it's, he's going to go work for China. Yeah. And I want to play well, just a small little part. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Well, no, that's the unfortunate thing. And that's something we see with every facet of our political system is if the, if the political system bucks you for whatever reason, look at Liz Cheney, for example, all you do from there is you go get a cush job as a lobbyist, as a consultant, something along those lines, and you make 10 times as much money as you would have made as a uh, politician, and you probably have more influence because now at this point, you are the head of the beast instead of just the body uh, you know, that's, that's going along for the, for the, the ride. Yeah, so, and, and it, I, I mean, I, I have to tell you that the reason, I want people to hear Dee's words, but I, th there was an article written in the New York Times, we talked about this this morning, um, that everyone says threat to democracy, threat to democracy, the mainstream media, it's not working. They're saying, no, it's, it's government corruption. 
It's going to be an interesting article, but let's play this little part, if we can, of the bragging about the fact that they own the U.S. government. They own the U.S. They own you. You're a slave. The Trump administration is a trade war with us. So why can't we fix the Trump administration? Why between 1992 and 2016 did China and the U.S. used to be able to settle all kinds of issues, no matter what kind, and be with the, the bombing of the embassy or the crash of the... You're going too fast. We fix everything in two months. I'm going to go back a little bit. Between 92 and 2016, did China and the U.S. crash? See? I got it. Between, did China and the U.S. used to be able to settle all kinds of issues, no matter what kind of crisis we encounter, be it the Ying incident, the bombing of the embassy, or the crash of the plane, things were resolved in no time, like a couple do with their quarrels starting at the bedhead but ending on the bed end. We fixed everything in two months. What is the reason? I'm going to throw out something maybe a little bit explosive here. It's just because we have people at the top. At the top of America's core inner circle and power, of power and influence, we have our old friends. There's a lot of garbage floating around on the internet. Well, right take now. it down. We have our old friends at the top of power and influence in the United States. That's why. How about, if we should be on the streets doing anything right now, it should be going after the apparatus at the state and the national level and saying, you know what? They have January 6 prisoners that are in jail in rat infested holes for standing up for American values. And China's bragging about the fact that they own the place. New York Times, excuse me, Time Magazine wrote an article that said, yeah, we fixed the election. What are you going to do about it? And we did nothing. We did nothing. And the American people were like, we've had enough. And they're wondering, they're wondering why I'm pissed off that it, I don't care. I don't care about the censorship. Brian, do you care about the censorship? We'll find a way past it. Not even a little bit, man. Um, you, and what we're seeing, what we're seeing, and what we've seen since all this kicked off is we bring evidence, we bring evidence, and we're like investigate, investigate, investigate. And what happens? They investigate the investigators. They investigate the people. They investigate Catherine Phillips and 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 uh, and Greg, uh, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips. They go after them for remember the Connick story. It, you know what? I was at the pit when they when they were discussing all this, and they said at first the FBI was like, "Holy crap, this is explosive! This is big! We got to we got to investigate this. We're working with you. We're working with you." And then just all of a sudden, it flipped, and now all of a sudden, Greg and Catherine and True the Vote became the subject of the investigation. And they're like, "How did you get this? Where did you obtain this?" You know, and, and they started going after them. And at that point, they're like, "All right, we're washing our hands of the FBI. We're done with this." And so now, now that they're initial investigations came to fruition and we you know we got fruits from it the arrest of eugene Yu. now all of a sudden as this is starting to this is a this is a huge ball of yarn and we're just pulling on the one thread you know we're going to unravel the whole sweater here but now they're trying to figure out more ways that they can inundate true the vote with uh investigations and you know the sham bullcrap it's like a slap lawsuit you know what you're dealing with and what everybody else that dominion is suing is dealing with um <laughs> lawfare man that's what this is we are up against lawfare you know pe people in the united states we are and it's lawfare to a, a degree i mean we're going to do another thing maybe we'll do it next wednesday talking about the the fact that in colorado they didn't follow the election laws the election law says you have to hand count the the ballots they didn't do that they just circumvented the deal, made people pay for it, and then circumvented the ability for them to actually hand count based on law. They just walked right past it. 
And the Colorado Supreme Court did what? Nah, nothing to see here. And, and this is the problem that we have. It is not a lack of evidence that we lack. It's a lack of constitution because China owns all of these people, these lackeys in the DOJ, these lackeys in, in the Justice Department, these lackeys in, in uh, leadership across our nation. They own them. They, they just, they're admitting it. And now we, we get to Koenig. You know, I, I bet you 100 to 1, 1,000 to 1, that it, Dominion's in the middle of it. I mean, let, let's talk about uh, the, the fact that they lied about what was on the back end, SolarWinds, on the website. Oh, we don't use it. We right. know that's a lie. We know it's connected to the Internet. We know that it's embedded. They even admitted it's embedded, but they got on, and they literally lied. And the American people heard the lie and just took it, took it on the chin. Yep. And where, where did the investigation for that ever go? Why didn't we ever get any results from that, figure out what the extent of was it or anything along those lines? Instead, you know what we got? We got the former CISA director, Chris Krebs, and Alex Stamos, the former security intelligence officer for uh, security, whatever it is, officer for Facebook and the Stanford Obs Internet Observatory Group. We got the two of them now starting their own little consulting firm, cybersecurity oh, yeah. consulting firm. And who's their first client? Solar Winds. How much do you think Solar Winds is paying them to consult on Through how China. to clean up? Right, exactly. I mean, how like how do people not see this game? This is a major conflict of interest when you go from the public to the private and you're dealing with literally the companies that you should have been going after. Chris Krebs should have been going after Solar Winds. Instead, now he's getting paid by them and we have no idea what they're doing, what they ever did in 2020 with the with the hack and the breach and everything. My mind goes crazy with how negligent our and these are our elected officials should be holding this accountable. Congress should have. Why has the U.S. Congress not brought Dominion in, brought John Poulos in, and said, "Hey, you lied under oath in in Detroit. We want to get you on the record federally here at Congress." Because these spineless Democrats, they only liked uh, election fraud when it was to benefit uh, Hillary Clinton and not Donald Trump. Then they wanted to get rid of the machines, but. I'm just so, <laughs> I'm so over it, man. I could rant all day about this crap. And, and we, we would, but we're almost out of time. But I want to talk about this. This is an article written in the, uh, by Nate Cohn at the New York Times. Threat to democracy start with corruption, many voters say. In a Times-Siena survey, respondents concerned about democracy often diverge from typical expert analysis. Expert analysis. Tell me that they're experts. When we started our national poll in democracy last week, David uh, Leonhard's recent New York Times front page story on threats to democracy was at the top of my mind. His article focused on two major issues, the election denial movement in the Republican Party and undemocratic elements of American elected government like the, elect <laughs> like the Electoral College, gerrymandering, and the Senate. But when we got the results of our Times-Siena poll late last week, it quickly became clear they were not the threats on the minds of voters. While 71% of registered voters agreed that democracy was under threat, only about 17% of voters described the threat in a way that squares with discussion in mainstream media and among experts with focus on Republicans, Donald J. Trump, political violence, election denial, authoritarianism, and so on. Instead, most people describe the threat to democracy in terms that would be very unfamiliar to someone concerned about election subversion or the January 6th insurrection. This guy's a <laughs> I'm not just talking about stop the steal adherents who think that the last election already brought American democracy to an end. The poll results 
help make sense of how so many voters can say democracy is under threat and yet ranks threat to democracy low on the list of challenges facing our country. When respondents were asked to volunteer one or two words from summarizing the current threat to democracy, government corruption was brought up most often, more than Mr. Trump and, excuse me, President Trump and Republicans combined. Instead, they found point most frequently to a longstanding concern about the basic functioning of a democratic system, whether government works on behalf of the people. Many respondents volunteered exactly that kind of language. One said, I don't think they are honestly thinking about the people. Another said, politicians forget about normal people. Corruption, greed, power, and money were familiar themes. Overall, 68% of registered voters said the government mainly works on behalf uh, to benefit powerful elites rather than ordinary people. Take it down. 68%. Yeah. Now, that's, that's when you know that the apparatus of the Republican and Democrats, and by the way, this is written by a piece of trash, radical leftist garbage man that, frankly, has no business writing anything and wants to talk about the election experts being people like Chris Krebs, who's a lawyer, knows nothing about technology, and ignore all of the very powerful, very sub substantive experts on the election denier side who literally, I haven't found one yet. Brian, not one. I haven't found one, not one, Democrat, Republican, lefty, righty, who have not stepped into this fight and said, I'm going to validate it for you. I was like, I'll give you $1,000 if you can find out what I'm saying is wrong. On. And then I'm like, yeah. give me my $1,000. He said, well, you didn't say that I had to pay you if, I was, if you were right. But I've, I have red-pilled more people as a result of that than I can count. Why don't, why don't we do something like get these people that call us election deniers and all that and get them on a debate, man. Like why they, that's the thing is like, they never debate this. They just say it and people have to t accept it and they can't question it. They can't say anything back. You know, I, I get people like Steven Richer out in Maricopa County, Her Harry Hursty. Uh, you know, I'd get a lot of these people to engage the, the one person that does talk a lot and will, will engage in, 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 you know, peaceful debate is Philip Stark. I will say that. He, he actually will talk and, and, and give his, his professional opinion and all that. Yep. Captain Obvious coming back out. It's like a gay Zorro. <laughs> Mine is the gay part. Okay. So I'm going to be Captain Obvious for you for a minute. We've tried. I've given them all a pop. Come on. I'll even, I'll do this. I'll let you talk. I'll debate you. We called a bunch of We them. called a bunch of journalists. We're like, hey, we want to get your thoughts on They hung up. We even called out Kyle Clark. Kyle Antifa Clark, the little midget. Yeah, we called him out at 9 News. He, Our Joe is going to go speak at this event. The Republican's going to be there, and he tried to kill Paulus. That's not true either. They just lie. Okay, so I need to... I, I need to do this. This is the facts blast for the day. Global elites, media, government aligning with just 17% of Americans. Who'd have thought? This is the facts blast that we need to, everyone needs to send. And this is, by the way, we use this from the New York Times article so that people can't argue with it. New York Times newsletter published, Threat to Democracy, Start with Corruption, many voters say. The subtitle reads, in a Times-Siena survey, respondents concerned about democracy often diverge from typical expert analysis. The author is stunned that the focus on the American people is so fantastically different from the focus of the establishment elite. Here's a taste. When you start a national poll on democracy last week, David 
Linhard's recent New York Times front page story on the threat to democracy was at the top of my mind. His article focused on two major issues, the election denial movement and the Republican Party and the undemocratic elements of American elected government like the Electoral College, gerrymandering, and the Senate. That nothing is more American than the Electoral College. New York Times believes that the Electoral College and the Senate are threats to democracy. Let that sink in. The Republic is a threat to democracy goes in to say, the establishment and their experts are so out of touch with the American people that their coverage and focus resonates with just 17% of Americans. In other words, they've lost the narrative. When respondents were asked to volunteer one or two words to summarize their current threat to democracy, government corruption was brought up most often. Here at Daily Dose of Sanity, demanding the government work on behalf of the people is our focus, and every day we tell our legislators to remind, remember their oath this is not a political message. It's an American message. Now that the New York Times is figuring it out, perhaps the Congress will follow suit. And we go in to say, we know that you're not working on behalf of the people. We have given very specific demands of you to redress our grievances about this. To date, you've doubled down. Impeach Joe Biden and oust his administration. Connect, reconnect with your constituents and begin representing their interests. If you continue to stand with just 17% of Americans representing the interests of globalist elites instead of those who pay your salary, you will prove that you have forgotten your oath. I want, you, I want everyone to understand something. It's very important. No more Captain Obvious at the moment. This is kind of serious. If 17% think that the threat to democracy is those people that are standing up that have given up everything. I've given up everything. My reputation, my company. I just started a new one. It's going really well, actually. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've given up a ton. Mike Lindell's given up a ton. President Trump gave up a third of his wealth. Brian, you work on this every single day and you have committed your life to it. And they use lawfare and they come after us. And by the way, we're not crazy and we're not eccentric and we're not extremists on any. We are Americans. And this, what is, they, they polled Democrats. And the Democrats are like, man, we feel like we've been betrayed and left behind. That's what the American people are saying. Now we have an obligation to stand up and do the right thing and protect our fellow Americans. We can set aside Democrat and Republican. Just put it aside. It's a uniparty. These are people that literally represent the interests of people that have been stealing from you. 54 cents on every dollar goes to the government so that they can literally beat you with it and give it to other people so you can fight proxy wars and you can eat ice cream in front of you and say, nom, 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 nom. doesn't affect me. We have an obligation. I hope, I hope people start stepping in the gap. Brian, you gonna step in the gap and go on that tour? Absolutely, absolutely. Moon, real quick, just uh, a few seconds, because I know we're out of time, so we didn't have time to get into this, because uh, we like to have too much fun. But uh, this article, we're going to cover it. Uh, we're going to cover it in the next few days, and and hopefully with you, Brian. Um, but you know, this this story about the U.S. military being forced to reveal that we have all of these vets who are taking jobs with foreign governments, including Saudi Arabia, and, but DoD is fighting, saying how much they're getting paid. Uh, this is a really serious issue. This is a um, a New York Post article, I believe, or Daily Mail. This is a Daily Mail. And there's a Pogo article as well. This is the same DOD that was funding these bio labs that have committed now uh, massive crimes against humanity. The same DOD who sold out the United States by signing this Konek contract. DMED. 
uh, yeah, same DOD who knew about the DMED data, who knew what was happening to the soldiers, who now a year later is still forcing them to get vaccinated and very likely going to move forward with, uh, you know, with discharging all these service members, not only putting the United States national security at risk, but screwing the taxpayers out of billions and billions of dollars that they've put into training these individuals. Uh, and we're just supposed to sit down and take it. A judge had to force them, and we all know how the Department of Justice in this country works right now. So we have a true, we have a constitutional humanitarian and a courage of cri- uh, crisis of courage in this country right now. So please send your fax blast. Please be like Brian Lupo. Be, be like the other Captain Obviouses who are willing to put some skin in the game and are willing to, to make this a focus in their life. The, the revolutions of history were fought by men, and most of those who did participate did not uh, end their lives in some position of glamour. But what we, what we have to lose is absolutely everything, and the future of our children, the future of this nation is truly at stake. So I just, I'm going to call out you men one, one more time. What are you waiting for? Amen. That's a rant over. Amen. Brian, Brian, you're up. Last, I'll give you the last word, and then I'll pray for you. Well, I, you know, I was thinking when we were saying about debating earlier, I was thinking to myself, you know, what if we raised up, you know, maybe $10,000 or something, offered it as, it, it doesn't even have to be a prize. It could just be a, a payment for one of, uh, a couple of these uh, mainstream talking heads that apparently know everything about the election and peddle the big lie and, and fight against it, you know, and, and get them $10,000. We'll put it out publicly and they can have it. We won't even put it up like as a debate, like your people. Actually, no, let's do that because that's even better. Let's put it up as a challenge. And at the end of the, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the debate, we'll have a poll and whoever wins the poll keeps the money. And then they'll plug this out to all their social media and say, hey, come in and flood the voting, flood the voting. And so we're getting eyes on it. And then we're going to have people that are looking at this and saying, wow, this is irrefutable. These people aren't crazy Trumpers. They're talking about the 2022 elections. They're talking about 20, uh, you know, 20, uh, 2022 primary coming up and the 2022 midterm coming up and 2024. And they're talking about Chinese involvement and all this crap. And they're going to be like, wow, there's actually something to this. I, I don't know, just food for thought. But as far as uh, you know, my po- my podcast tonight, uh, my final words is just my podcast tonight. Please check it out. Rumble.com slash CanCon, 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a January 6th story that I've never heard. And it's one of the most, uh, and I know he's told the story before on a couple platforms, but to me, it's, it's, it's the most egregious violation of a person's constitutional rights because let's just say he wasn't in D.C., and that, that's it. And he wasn't a part of a militia either. So there we go. And you're going to want to find out what he does for a living. I'm not going to give you the spoiler on yeah. that, but it's yeah. pretty ridiculous what he does for a living and what they did to him. I, this, is, this is the most absurd thing that could possibly even remotely happen when a government weaponizes itself against the people and takes away the fundamental right, First Amendment, fundamental right, and uses lawfare and bullying and, frankly, just disgusting tactics they've used all over the world right here on their own people. We have to start standing up. So tonight, be there or be square, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, We'll put out a text to everyone as well as an email. It'll go out inside the email we send out tonight that'll give you access to that information. Um, And uh, everyone needs to be there. Every single person needs to be there to watch this tonight. So that's all I have. I'm going to pray for you guys. And I'll see you tonight, Brian. Yeah. Oh, see? All right, so Paulo's in. Yeah, Paulo's in. Paulo's going to be there. 
Can I wear this? The apoyos. Apoyo. Of course. Of course. Apoyo. You can wear whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Father God, thank you. Thank you. You know, these are tough times, but we are very grateful for the opportunity to be able to serve you, Father. We are grateful for the opportunity to have the wisdom and the courage and the stamina and the voice and the, and the ability to lead when we need to lead and to submit and to follow when we need to follow. Father, we are grateful for the veil that you have pulled back in every area. We are grateful for the men and women in this country who have fought honorably to protect our freedoms. We also recognize, Father, that those freedoms we are no longer free, that it is a mirage in front of us, that we have given up and given in to foreign and evil interests. We have watched as our most sacred parts of our nation have been infiltrated with a cancer that is just unspeakable. Father, we know what the truth is, and we are just grateful to have the opportunity to speak truth. But Father, I would just ask you to ask everyone, to be in the hearts of everyone, to urge everyone to to push everyone to speak truth, not just to understand truth, but to speak it, to become an ambassador of truth. Please guard their hearts, guard their minds, give them patience, give them courage, give them stamina, give them the ability to stand up and to ignore all the naysaying thoughts that come through their mind that there is no hope, I don't have a voice, I'm invisible, because Father, we know that you know that we are not invisible. Help us that we may push out the lies of the deceiver that are in us and help us that we may push hard on the gas and accelerate ourselves to a place where we can restore you to our community. Father, please bless and watch over Brian tonight and Apollo tonight when they're on this podcast. Please bless the man that is that they're going to be speaking about that is being persecuted by a very corrupt FBI and Department of Justice. Help us, Father, that we may that they may be able to un uncover and to speak unfettered truth. Father, bless them as they go about their days, bless their finances, bless their, their families, their relationships. And Father, help us all that we may become those that stand in the gap in a place of interposition between those that would do harm and those that they want to harm, our fellow Americans. Help us to act as if they are our mothers, or excuse me, our brothers and sisters, and to act the way we would if we were protecting our siblings. I say all of these things, Father, humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 All right, men, go do manly things. Make us proud. <laughs> Thanks, all right, B. Gentlemen. Well, thank, thank you guys so much. Love you all. All right, love you all. See you. Oop. Are we good? We're good. Oh, we're good? Okay. Ryan's gone? If you want to watch Conservative <laughs> Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. 
We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America. Thank you.